step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight along with my partner, Jim Chet Jesko. Hey, Chet, the Philly season is getting away from them. They're really struggling, sitting 12 and a half games behind the Mets from the NLE, seven games out of the last wild card spot, and it's only June 1st. The Eagles OTAs are underway. The Flyers haven't been able to pull the trigger on a new head coach. Ray Diddy has done his final show, and one of your favorites, Mikey Miss, suddenly joined him uh, for his last show as well. As always, plenty to talk about on the Philly sports scene. Yeah, it is a bit of a surprise to me, Bill, that the Flyers haven't made any sort of a hire as yet. Our Phillies predictions – for 88 or 89 <laughs> wins, but not looking too good right now. Uh, no. And I'm going to lose a little money on that one, I think. And you mentioned the Eagles and OTAs. I'll, I'll tell you, the way the Phillies season is going, NFL action can't get here fast enough. The Eagles play their first regular season game 102 days right now. <laughs> I counted. You already counted them, huh? <laughs> yep. Well, you know what? You hate to say uh, June 1st is is – too late, but it's getting late early, as they say. 50 games in, 12 and a half games back. That's an awful lot of ground to make up. Certainly not going to catch the Mets, I don't think. Uh, can they Can they make up? Seven games is a lot of games to make up when there's like five teams in front of you uh, in the wild card spot. A lot, of, a lot of things have to happen, and this team is not in good shape to do that right now. Yeah, almost a third of the season – in now, Bill, because they played 50, as you said, they yeah. were, I think, 10 and 10 or 11 and 11 the first month, but then 10 and 18 in May. So that is not good. And uh, the Pirates have a better record than the Phillies. Our pal Denny is happy about that, I guess. Phillies are the fifth worst team in the National League record wise right now, even though they have the fifth highest payroll in all of baseball. Well, we're going to try to get some of that sorted out and talk about some of the other great stuff coming up, at least at the ballpark over the next couple of months, because our guest is here, Bill. So uh, let's get her going. Let's get to it. And welcome back. The director, Phillies director of fun and games, John Brazier, 
to Philly Press Box Radio. John, welcome back. Always my favorite title to talk about. Well, thanks for having me on. I gave the uh, title to myself. I think I told you that last time I was on uh, 29 years ago, and I, I probably mentioned too. Did I mention that Bill Murray stole my title? Did I tell you that one? He really did. I think so, I, yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. So if you look on Bill Murray's, if you look him up, so you see what his title is in baseball. He's director of fun. He left off the end game, so I guess he thought I was going to sue him or something. Hey, if you're going to have somebody <laughs> steal from you, might as well be a big movie star. Why not? I, yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. Hey, John, uh, we got to talk Phillies. Unfortunately, uh, they have not been a whole lot of fun to watch of late. Five straight losses as we speak. They were, I think, 10 and 18 or something like that in the month of May. Not so good. First of all, how did everything go so wrong this year? We had such high hopes for this team. What's happening here? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like everybody else, we're all fans that work here. Uh, the, the problem when you work here, too, or it can be a bonus, is that when the team is doing poorly, you suffer as a fan, but also impacts your job. Um, I have to go on radio shows. I have to do my I do my own radio show, uh, and it's tough to talk about you know losses, especially when they're tough losses. And it just seems there's so many of these one one run games or extra inning games, and it just seems it's almost a different night where something bad happens, whether it's you know a ball that goes under someone's glove or whether it's a bullpen pitcher that comes out that's normally reliable then you know gives it up um you know we, we we've, we've had very few lockdown innings um and when the offense gets going then you know in the beginning and then they go cold uh and then the other team comes back so it's just you know that if you look at the positives the positives for the starting pitching has been pretty good for the most part um when you look at zach wheeler you look at nolan now after you know he got off to uh you know kind of a tough start um but, you know, he's really been dealing, so to speak. Um, Eflin's had, had definitely some great moments. Uh, Ranger's struggling a little bit. Ranger, you know, from last year, I think the expectations are so high. And I think with the bullpen, and, and I think Kyle Gibbs has been, been fine. So starting pitching certainly not, uh, has not been the problem. I think the problem is that our offense has gotten too streaky and our bullpen hasn't been able to hold down leads. Uh, and we really haven't, other than, you know, Knable at the close, but even Knable's, you know, not, not faring so well. He's having some difficulty. So, you know, we haven't established that, okay, we're going seventh inning, that's Sir Anthony, eighth thing that's Brad Hand, you know, if it's a righty or lefty, uh, you know what I mean? We haven't established that hierarchy in the bullpen um, and the defense, you know, it was holding tight for a little while in the beginning. And then it seems every night there's, there's, um, there's a play that, that ends up costing us. So, you know, it's just, I guess in baseball, you go through these spurts and, uh, we need to turn around definitely because it's frustrating as a fan. It's certainly frustrating as an employee. Well, John, as you mentioned, uh, you know, being, being a fan, being an employee, um, social media can sometimes be the devil, I think, with uh, with all the chatter that's out there. But uh, a lot of Joe Girardi chatter. Uh, does that uh, – are you able to keep that out of the building? You know, as, as Nick Saban says, it's rat poison. Yes, because we all know – Joe, you know, we all know Dave Dombrowski. We know, you know, you know, most of the players, at least a lot of the guys that deal with the clubhouse. So, you know, it's tough because you, you, you hear this from the fans, you hear it on talk radio, you hear it, you know, on the social media, but you know, these guys, so you kind of want to naturally defend them. Um, we get a little blinded, uh, certainly. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think you can really point your finger. I mean, especially Joe Girardi, what are his options? It's not like He's got better options and he's going to the wrong option. He's 
he's trying different things and each guy is basically not doing their job. So I'm not saying he's, he's uh, not worthy of any criticism, but, but, you know, I, I, as a fan, I, I wouldn't criticize Joe because I think he's, he's given what he's been given. So I don't know. I just think everyone's got to really turn around. I think we need to learn the culture of winning. Uh, and I thought, you know, by us bringing in, you know, Kyle Schwarber, who's, who's been on many playoff teams that that would help. Uh, and so, you know, Bryce Harper and some of the veteran leadership, but uh, we just got to find, just get out of this rut and start going on a streak. We certainly have the hitters to be able to do it. And if we can just catch the ball we're supposed to catch. You know, we're probably not going to make those spectacular plays, keep the starting pitching going. And I think the biggest concern is just we need to get that bullpen. We need guys to step up. Everyone everyone needs to step up in that bullpen. From Bilotti to, to Norwood to everybody. I mean, I, the one guy I feel really comfortable about is Sir Anthony right now. Yeah. And that's probably the only one as a fan uh, that I feel real comfortable about. And one guy who was having a pretty decent season hitting and actually defensively, second baseman Gene Segura. And then we find out today he's out 10 to 12 weeks with that uh, fractured hand. So you kind of had a feeling when, when he got hit last night yeah. and he just, you know, you, you knew he, he was in pain. Uh, that is a big blow because he is, you know, he's one of the guys that if you wanted, if there's guys on third base and two outs and you're down by a run, he's probably the one of the few guys you say, I want this guy up at bat because he makes contact. Uh, you know, he's, he's clutch. So yeah, it's gonna that's gonna hurt. John certainly a big big step from coming from Lehigh Valley up to the big leagues, but uh, it, we seem to have really have a depth problem. And and when we need Stott, he's not doing very well. Uh, Quinn certainly didn't do very well. We've got Moniac up here now. I think everybody's hoping he's going to do well. Uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, the, it, these guys that are more than bench players now, they're going to have to step in and play regular, need to play well. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's winning's contagious. So when you, when the guys are loose, when they're, when you're young and guys are loose, you got a lot of guys performing well in front of them, then they're loose and there's not as much pressure. Conversely, when you start going through a losing streak and the veterans aren't, you know, uh, doing much, and all of a sudden now, now the guys like Stott and Moniak and other guys are asked to do more, they already have pressure enough because they, they really haven't established themselves in the major league. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they've got the added pressure of, you know, especially if you're a Moniak, well, you know, if I don't do well, I'm going to get sent down. Um, you know, it just seemed like in spring training, everything slowed down for him. And now here, I don't know whether the pitchers have the book on them or they probably don't because they don't have enough at bats to do that. But I think just a lot of it is just, you know, it's, it's, we're in that bat. If we were in an eight game winning streak and they were brought up, I think it's totally different. They're relaxed. They know that they're basically just gravy as opposed to being an integral part of that offense. So, um, you know, I just think we need to put them in the situation so they're more relaxed. And the losing certainly doesn't help bring fans yeah. to the ballpark. But yeah. you do have the Angels coming in this weekend with Otani and Mike Trout. And then you got a bunch of things uh, that are pretty cool on the June and July calendars. If I put up the June sched, uh, you can see that there are some cool things happening. You have a bobblehead for a certain MVP on June yeah. 10th. There's a post-game concert, a Father's Day appreciation giveaway item. Tell us about some of the things coming up on the sched, John. Well, the one thing, you know, you, you, the weekend schedule has been pretty good all year as far as giveaways, opponents, you know, so the Angels, I mean, that's going to be pretty cool. I think we miss Otani, uh, yeah. which maybe yeah. is a good thing. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, you know, the, 
We have the Angels coming in, so that's going to be uh, very exciting. I know Ray Dittinger is throwing out the first pitch on Sunday. Oh, um, nice. You know, with the Diamondbacks, that whole weekend, we got the Bryce Harper bobble figurine uh, on that Friday. And the Saturday after the 4 o'clock game, I love these guys. They they performed here twice, Avid Brothers. I've gotten to know the bassist, Bob Crawford, super guy. But if anybody hasn't seen the Avid Brothers, uh, they, they do a great uh, – they're, they're almost folk, country, mm-hmm. rock. Uh, I call I call them the alternative because it's kind of a country alternative. Um, and then obviously a great Father's Day uh, giveaway bucket hat uh, on the 12th. So a lot of stuff going on down the road. You mentioned post-game concerts, Avid Brothers. Yep. Uh, then we also have uh, um, uh, Jake Owen. That's on July 23rd. So that's going to be pretty cool. The one thing that I'm going to love is it's very nostalgic. Can't say I was a huge rap guy. But uh, we have I Love the 90s concert on August 19th, and that's Rob Bass, Vanilla Ice, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Tone Loke. Um, so that's going to be – that'll be fun. I'm actually really looking forward to that. And a lot of different giveaways. We've got uh, Zach Wheeler, Pico Zach Wheeler, Repka Jersey. Um, uh, the Wall of Fame night, which is in August. Um, we haven't announced yet what, who the Wall of Fame nominees are going to be, uh, but it's going to be you'll, – you'll have a um, – there's going to be a 1980s bent to it, so uh, that'll be good. So that whole weekend. So it's going to be a fun, nostalgic. That's always fun for us, uh, yeah. you know, having these guys go in the Wall of Fame. and uh, So um, that's going to be a lot of fun. And just, yeah, so it's just a lot. Of, and we have, obviously, fireworks on July 1st and July 3rd. Um, some fun things. So, Hey, John, when you, when you have a promotion like the Bryce Harper bobblehead night, uh, I, I'm sure you guys have some sort of formula that you, that you use. How much is a is a night like that? Uh, how many fans does that bring, or how many do you you figure it's going to bring? Yeah, you know, I think it all depends. It depends on who the player is. Depends on if the you know weekend. And it's, it's interesting when you do a bobble, you know, you're going to do a good crowd. So do you take do you take normally like a Tuesday week opponent? You know, let's say you're playing the Marlins on a Tuesday night. You try to bring that from a you know, right now, bring it from a 14,000 to maybe a 30,000. Or do you take like a uh, Friday, Saturday against the, when you're doing the schedule, uh, Friday, Saturday against the Dodgers, and let's bring that 30,000 to maybe a 44 to a sellout. Um, so there's a little trickery there. You know, you can see it both sides. You also got to look at the player. You know, when we're doing a player bobblehead doll, you got to make sure that uh, we have to talk to baseball ops and make sure that's you know, maybe someone in the last year of the contract, we did a bobblehead doll in August and we're doing somebody who's on the last year's contract. Well, that guy might be gone. We found out the hard way when we trade away Hunter Pence when we already had a giveaway ready for him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so sometimes you get caught in that. Um, I remember one time we had, remember we had the bobbles uh, that were that were stuck on a ship uh, in China, I believe. Uh, so sometimes you, all the best plans, you know, that you do, don't go wrong. But, but usually a, a bobble like that should increase it by... You, know, you hope 10,000, 15,000 fans, really, you know, when you combine it. Hey, John, there are some new food places at the ballpark this year. Colby's Southern Kiss Chicken. Ryan Howard, a partner in that. Ryan was just here uh, telling yeah. Miles Teller all about it. So I think Miles Teller is going to be <laughs> trying one of those Southern Kiss Chickens. Manco and Manco Pizza, I'm guessing both are pretty popular. And by the way, I saw that Boardwalk Eats, they have uh, a peanut butter and jelly burger. I'm not so sure I want to try that. Peanut butter and jalapeno jelly, uh, oh. jalapeno jam. Uh, cheeseburger. I, as I, told you, I do a radio show and Aramark's been bringing by different foods. Uh, love the Manco Manco pizza. Loved all the different, you know, the, the Colby's chicken. That burger, I, I had to get our producer to try it and, and have him 
tell me what it's what it's like. I, I was worried about my acid reflux. You know. Bill, but talk to here. Talk to John for two more minutes. I got another question, but I got I got to go take care of something right out here. You take care of John for the next two minutes. All okay. right. Sounds sounds good. So so John, with your activities uh, that you do with the Phillies as the director of fun and games, you also do some other stuff. You have your own podcast. You have some other uh, just baseball fan activities. I guess we'll call it. What all you have going on, and how can people listen? Yeah, well, uh, thank you for the plug. The uh, the podcast is backstage with Burgoyne and Brazier. Uh, so Tom Burgoyne is the best friend of the fanatic. Uh, we're we're best friends, and we're uh, we we. You know, same age, and we've known each other for 29 years, uh, and so we, we get along really well. And we we interview former players, uh, coaches, uh, other celebrities. You know, we've had Merrill Reese and uh, Joe Watson and some other uh, athletes. So you can find backstage we're going on Brazier uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Philly's website, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, I'm on the pregame show every Wednesday. I was on there today, uh, talking about either what's coming up, or sometimes I interview celebrities, like interviewed. Uh, Eric Kratz not too long ago, and that's going to air in a couple of weeks. Kind of a, a quick, kind of fast-moving questions. I ask a different celebrity, uh, and I also do a radio show. So the radio show is uh, WBCB, uh, and I do that with Tommy Green every Sunday. So 1490 WBCB, Merrill Reese is the GM. So I've been doing that for about, geez, I think about 20 years, uh, and I really enjoy doing the radio part. And I also, you know, I'll go around to the different radio shows, WIP and MMR, uh, MWA and XU, and uh, promote the Phillies 97.5. And so it's, uh, I'm out there promoting. It's, I guess that's my job is to, you know, uh, to make sure that people know what games are coming up, what, what uh, events are coming up, what celebrities are coming up, uh, the food in the ballpark, all the different things that we have going on. And I noticed yesterday that you were with our friend, Leslie Goodell at the uh, Kendall's crusade golf outing. Uh, yep. I only saw some, some pictures, but I'm going, and Leslie's a good friend of ours. We've had her on the show a bunch of times. Uh, I'm going to assume it was another knockout uh, event like it was last year. It was last year was the first year I did it. And yet, you know, golfing one armed, obviously Kendall or his daughter, her daughter uh, lost the use of her arm. So, um, you know, it, it does certainly create empathy in, in uh, her plight. Um, and last year I struggled. Uh, this year I talked to this guy, Snappy Gilmore, who's a famous <laughs> uh, you know, social media star. Yeah, he's running a golfer. And he gave me a couple of tips. Biggest one was just choke down because you, know, you have more control when you're choked down on the golf. And don't try to crush it. Just try to hit it straight. Uh, my group, we went, I, I was with Tom Burgoyne and we had a couple other people, uh, John Kincaid, and we finished even. So as a scramble, which is, it'd be bad if we were playing two, two hands, but one hand, we were pretty proud of that. We lost by one stroke. Not sure who beat us, but we lost by one stroke. Probably that Kevin Riley beat you. He's got he's got a built-in advantage. Right, yes. Yeah, it's, it was a great – I saw a ton, they, Kevin Riley and tons of celebrities were out there. Uh, it was just a fun event. I wish I could have stayed. I had to come back here uh, for a game that night. But, uh, yes, great event. Uh, she puts on a phenomenal job. And the band after they afterwards, I'm kind of bummed I missed it because last time I, it was Tim Williams' band, really yeah. good. If you haven't heard them, a local band that's really good. John, I got to ask you one final thing. I saw this on Facebook a while ago. This is a picture from, I guess, 1988. What the heck is going on right here? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> so I lived in Manchester, England uh, for a year right out of college. And I played lacrosse for a club called Bourbon and Eccles, which is in Manchester, England. And, you know, I was playing lacrosse over there. I'd never played cricket. 
And he said, John, we need you to play cricket. So I'm the only American at this club. <laughs> and they got me a cricket outfit. I'm drinking a Boddington's beer, I think I am over there. Uh, they gave me, the, I guess, the sunblock. Sometimes the sun does come out in England. A lot uh, of sunblock. I hat, and I was definitely skinny, and, uh, <laughs> and I had dark hair. So, uh, yeah, as long, I, I showed that to my daughter, and she didn't recognize who that person was. <laughs> That's I didn't uh... tell her that's bad. Uh, thanks, John. Uh, good stuff, John. One final question: You're big, big Virginia Cavaliers fan. Uh, what, what, what good you got to say about the Cavs? Well, I'll tell you a couple of things. One is that uh, basketball; they had one of the best recruiting classes in the country. Uh, they had a tough year this year, but they have everyone coming back, which I guess is good and bad. But they have they have four freshmen. Not not sure how many guys are going to play. Tony Bennett is not exactly uh, gracious with his uh, freshman time, first year time. Uh, but I think we're going to be back. And then on the football side, uh, we have a new coach, Tony Elliott, who's the offensive coordinator from Clemson. Um, you know, it's funny. I just was reading uh, somewhere. All the, they, they listed like the top quarterbacks. Brandon Armstrong never gets mentioned. Brandon Armstrong's a left-hander. You look at his numbers. He's I can't believe he doesn't get more notoriety. And I think honestly, he could sneak into that Heisman, um, you know, conversation. I know Stoughton, you know, obviously the uh, Alabama and Young and a lot of other guys, but I'm telling you, I think he's probably going to be the best quarterback. Uh, certainly now that uh, Pickett's gone, I think he probably will be the best quarterback in the ACC and, and one of the top of the nation. So, uh, not sure. I think we'll be better. I mean, defensively we were terrible, but um, I think we should be better with a new coach. And yeah, it'll be fun. John, thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully the Phillies can get out of their losing streak and get back to their winning ways tonight and get back in the race. And we'll see you again. All right. Let's hope that you guys bring us a you know start of a winning streak. There hope you so. go. Thanks, thanks right. John. Thanks, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thanks. Hey, Chad, I'll tell you what. That, uh, thanks to John for, for joining us on the night game. Uh, at home, six o'clock start. He, the game was going on. He jumped on with us, and uh, we certainly appreciate him doing that. Yeah, we had to scramble a bit because he was uh, hanging around with Miles Teller, who's in the new Top Gun movie. Miles threw out the first pitch, and uh, they had to meet up with Ryan Howard. So a lot going on, and John still found 17 minutes to talk to us, so that was pretty cool. Yes, it was. Well, hey, Chad, talking about the Phillies a little bit more, uh you know, there's some real things you, you we couldn't get into the details there with John. We just didn't have enough time. But I'm wondering how long um, you could defend this team, I guess. Well, we won't blame it on Girardi at the moment. When you have Kyle Schwarber hit 185 in the leadoff spot, by the way, 32 hits and 65 strikeouts. And the number two man is Hoskins hitting 222 with 41 hits and 56 strikeouts. That's 121 strikeouts from your two top guys in your order in 50 games. Yeah, that's not good. Um, <laughs> they they got to they gotta get these guys on base a little more because, you know, we were expecting five, six, seven runs every night, and that's just not happening anywhere near as much as we thought. And, you know, the pitching hasn't been terrible. The starting pitching, the bullpen's been bad, though not as bad as last year. But, you know, we're counting on them to score six, seven, eight runs every night, and it's not happening. And that's why they're sitting right now at 21 and 29 and well out of the race currently on June 1st. Yeah, well, you know, and, and everybody, and, and somewhat rightfully so, was blaming the bullpen. Uh, they, they got some problems out there. Last night, the bullpen didn't pitch bad until late, uh, you know, but score a run. Score a run along the way, you win the game, right? Yeah, Leaving too many guys on base still, uh, 
you know, you, you had the one statistic today that you sent around to a group that you were in, not the official left on base number, but guys who had an opportunity to drive and run. It was something like 31 opportunities. Last yeah, <laughs> last night in one game. And, you know, that's that's a big reason. Now, the night before, they weren't too bad as far as that, but they still came up short and lost in extra innings. It just seems like it's always something with this team. They're losing a lot of tight games, and now they got another key injury to Gene Segura, as we discussed with, with John, who's going to be out until late August, it looks. Yeah, and, and Bryce Harper is a scratch today in today's game with yeah, a forearm, forearm injury or something. Yeah, uh, you know – Though, Chet, the one thing that I'm, I'm not going to give Joe Girardi a pass on, I'm not sure I'm giving him much of a pass anyway, but the one thing I'm not giving him a pass on is fundamental baseball. This team is poor, 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 poor fundamentally, and that's on the coach. That and we've, we've talked about this in other years with other coaches, but, you know, not hitting the cutoff, man. Something uh, when we were coaching high school, JV high school baseball, we practiced every single day. Hit the cutoff, man. Throw a line drive. Don't throw a bloop ball that goes over the cutoff man's head. Uh, I mean, that's that's simple for 14 years old. And here we are in the big leagues, and uh, we can't find a cutoff, man. We can't communicate in the outfield. It's it's That's on the coach. Yeah, coach there was is. a split. There was the play last week in the outfield, the center field and right fielder, not being sure who made the call. Um, in Tuesday night's game, Familia not getting over to cover first right away and then ending up you know, with an error trying to throw home. So it, it was just a mess. And, you know, we expect them to be subpar defensively, but now it's really starting to show up. And uh, with Segura out, he was actually one of the better fielders. That's going to they have what Camargo and Mayton, who was just called up in the middle of the infield tonight. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to be optimistic about this team, Bill, but I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, and, and tonight they've actually um, they've actually given Alec Baum the night off in the field. He's the DH. So Camargo, they got Camargo, Mayton, and and uh, what's his name, Stat. Stott. Also, Bohm's not at third. They have Stott at short, I guess. Right. Stott okay. is at short. Camargo's at third. And Maton is at second. Oh, yeah. That uh, was after the Harper scratch. Yeah, Bohm was not... initially in the lineup at third. But then when Harper got scratched, they had to make adjustments. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not uh, I'm not thinking that lineup is scaring too many oh. people. I mean, and I add into that, you know, uh, as I said to John, you get these guys, we understand it's a big leap to get to the big leagues, but, you know, Roman Quinn, um, he couldn't have been gone soon enough in my mind. Six hits yeah. and 15 strikeouts. Uh, Mickey Moniak is struggling already. He's only had six at-bats. He struck out almost all of them, four or five of them. Yeah. Um, you know, just how long? How much rope do you go with Stott? You know, he's, got, he's hitting 123. somebody got to play here. Well, you know, now we're going to see what they're going to do because with Segura out for 10 to 12 weeks uh, and Didi, you know, just coming back and probably not 100% yet, they're going to have to play Stott more often. They're going to have to give Moniak a shot out in center field. And I think they really have to to make a decision on him. He had the great spring, but, uh, you know, now it, it really counts. So we're going to see what he can do out there. I mean, it's it's either him or Herrera, I know, 
nobody loves Herrera, although you think he should be the leadoff guy, at least, to see what he can do. And I understand that. He can get streaky. He can get very hot. So uh, I think they give Moniak another week or so. And if that doesn't work out, then you got to go back to Herrera. It's not good, Bill. Yeah. Well, I, I'd, have, I'd have put Herrera in there and put him in that leadoff spot and left him there. And, you know, I think I said that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, I mean, he's hitting 185, for goodness sake. You know, yeah. He can't be your leadoff guy. Um, this team, you know, one other statistic I'm going to throw at you, Chet. 50 games in, 451 strikeouts, 396 hits. So you're talking nine strikeouts a game from the hitters, which sounds about right for them. Yeah, but only 396 hits. You're striking out more. more than you're not making outs. You're striking out. More yeah. than you're getting a hit. That's just unbelievable to me. And one, one final comment I'll make, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about this last week. Aaron Nola with a 356, Kyle Gibson with a 383, and Zach Wheeler with a 316 ERAs. Uh, I don't know you call them all aces, but they're three quality pitchers that should be winning games, and you can't win games with them because you can't score runs or you can't hold the lead. Uh not good there. Yeah, and they don't have anybody really to help them from the minors. There are two guys who they could call up. I guess Derek Hall, the first baseman of Lehigh Valley, he's got 15 home runs. And the pitcher, uh, reliever, who was up for a cup of coffee earlier, Francisco Morales, has been great down there. So, you know, maybe he's a guy who could help in the, the bullpen in the latter part of the games. We'll see. But, I mean, it, it might not matter come July 1st, the way things have gone up here until June 1st. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I guess the other thing that kind of gets me as I watch these games, I think Joe Joe Girardi does not have confidence in a bunch of those guys uh, out in that bullpen. And, you know, Sir Anthony has pitched pretty well. Brad Hand has pitched pretty well. Knebel has pitched pretty well until the last week when he's just been not good. Um, but I think when you have guys like Bellotti and Brogdon – I don't want to um, see Bilotti again. <laughs> well, I mean, that was just a bad pitch last night. He threw a meatball and they and, and the lost night before. It yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think Connor Brogdon is an interesting. Uh, I, I don't know that they have a lot of confidence in him. He warmed him up twice one night, didn't bring him in, brought him, warmed him up last night, and then sat him down and then finally did bring him in and he, and he pitched well. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like uh, Joe has a lot of confidence in some of those guys out there. And, uh, they're on the big league roster because they're good. Let them play. Let them play and build some confidence, and maybe you start winning some games. All right, before we uh, end our Phillies discussion, I'm going to put you on a lie detector, Bill, and I need your answer. Okay. Is Gabe Kapler a better manager than Joe Girardi? Well, uh, I will say no. Oh, I'm going to say the evidence says that he is by far. I mean, he had a inferior lineup to the Phillies, I think, last year, and they won, what, 107 games? They're much better than the Phillies this year with a comparable lineup. They're not that much better, I don't think, than the Phillies on paper. I'm saying Gabe Cap, maybe he wasn't the right fit for this Phillies team, but, you know, he's well, doing a pretty you, good job. Did you forget that Girardi won some world championships with the Yankees? Or are you, are you talking about today with the the, I'm talking about right now. I'm have. talking about oh, right now. Yeah, well, probably so. 
probably probably so, but I'm not. Uh, Chapper's a flake. He's he, he ain't getting nothing from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. Get back in the clubhouse during the national anthem, too. Oh, punk. here we go. You know, people also He's wanted Frank, Francona out of town when he was with the Phillies. He went on to win a couple of World Series elsewhere and get there with another team, too. So maybe it's just Philadelphia, Bill. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it is. There, there could be some of that. Uh, you know, we talked about that uh Actually, I posted it about bringing out the best in the Philly fans. We've had some people. We don't know what you need to do, but do something. You know, fire people. Just, just whoever it is, fire them. We're, we're bringing the best out in the Philly faithful. I think people need more insurance, Bill, don't you? No, absolutely. So, Chet, you know why <laughs> they need more insurance? Because gas prices, they keep going up. They keep going up, and they keep going up. But... Travel is going to be going down because your couch is getting more mileage in your car, and it's only going to get worse through the summer, I'm afraid. It's time to start saving with Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance. Yes, sir, Bill. Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, Pennsylvania, that is Dave Lavoy. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700 and start to save more now that you are driving less. And I got to see and hear this guy again right now. Hi, this is Ray Dinger, and it is always fun to talk sports with these two guys. Go and chat on Philly Press Box Radio. Well, speaking of Ray Diddy, Chet, uh, the much-anticipated final weekend of uh, shows with Ray and uh, this past weekend with Glenn Macnow. Uh, I know you were traveling over the weekend. Did you get to listen to the podcasts on Saturday and Sunday, even if you didn't get to listen live? And 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 with that, what about uh, one of your faves, Mikey Miss, clear out of the blue, announced that he is finished as well. <clears throat> I'm going to save my thoughts about Mikey Miss until a little bit later in the show, Bill. But uh, as for Ray Diddy, I didn't get to listen to all of those final two shows just yet. But I did hear some chunks of the Saturday show, which I heard was a lot of fun. That was like a a party. And then I did hear all of the Sunday show, the final one, uh, via podcast last night and this morning. So that was pretty cool. I got a little teary-eyed near the end, as Glenn and Ray did, too. I'm really happy for Ray, though, knowing that he'll be able to relax now and travel and enjoy his family. But on the other hand, you know, as we discussed last week, I'm going to miss hearing him every weekend on the radio and seeing him in the fall on Eagles pre and post game live. But still, uh, I wish Ray the very best. Just one of the most talented guys in the business ever and one of the nicest guys in the world. Yeah. And I think as the more and more we see it, the more more and more we hear about it. It's the good guy thing. I mean, the fact that he prepared and he was knowledgeable and he and all this and that is one thing. But uh, the fact that he was such a good guy to everyone he met, and there's yeah. no one that can say a bad word about him. And I, I wanted to say, Chad, as I've been reading the book, uh, Finished Business, there's a really interesting section in there, kind of early in the book, where um, Ray was invited into the coach's office. Did, did you read the book? Have you read the book yet? 
I am sixty percent through the book, about one hundred and eighty okay, so, pages in out of three hundred and fifteen. Okay, so you probably saw the part where he was invited into the coach's office as a twenty-three-year-old reporter to watch film with the coach. Yes. So that when he was making critical comments in the newspaper, that he knew what he was talking about. And Ray took the coach up on that and spent time every week in the coach's office to learn the game. And, uh, you know, they, because the coach said, you call out the cornerback for, corner for making a mistake that was really the safety's coverage. Right. The cornerback is going to be the one that's going to get crucified by the fan base, and you got it wrong. And uh, there's no way for the, for the player to respond to that. So – uh, great for Ray. That's why he's the knowledgeable guy that he is. He he dug in, and uh, I thought that was an outstanding part of the book. And, you know, Glenn pointed out on Sunday that uh, the date, May 29th, happened to be exactly 33 years after Mike Schmidt made his tearful retirement back in 1989 when the Phillies were out on the West Coast. So, yeah, 33 years later, uh, we hear Ray saying goodbye. And uh, did, did uh, John Brazier break some news that Ray's thrown out the first pitch this Sunday? Uh, actually, I s- we heard that somewhere. Didn't Ray tell us that? Oh, but I, I don't know. know he told. I didn't know he told us a day uh, when it was going to be. But it is this Sunday. Yeah, how about according that? to John. So you gonna be there? Uh, I will not be there this Sunday, but I do hope to be there the following Friday for the Bryce Bobblehead Night. No, oh, very good. Very good. That, that ought to be a nice event. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so any more comments on Mikey Miss? Or you are just waiting? I'm going to save you that until later. But, you know, you mentioned that I was traveling over the weekend. I was actually down in New Orleans visiting our son, seeing the sights. And I even made a stop, Bill, at Manning's, the sports bar downtown. And uh, that was pretty cool. A lot, of, a lot of great stuff all over the walls down there. And this is uh, the picture that I'm posting now is on the outside. It's actually just a brick wall with one of those, you know, cardboard things right in front of it. So, of course, I had to take a picture being the picture guy that I am. But a lot of great pictures of the Manning brothers and their their other non-celebrity brother and, of course, Dad Archie. So it was pretty cool to go in there, see all of that and have a beer. All right, cool stuff. Hey, I want to just throw out here uh, kind of in the middle, this is a, a breaking news story, even though it's a Dallas Cowboys story. Chet, mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Marion Barber. 38, oh, wow. Just 38 years old, running back. Uh, apparently, you know, we can't start stop talking about this enough, Chet. Uh, mental illness issues oh, uh, man. in his history, apparently. And uh, they did a wellness check. And they found Marion Barber passed away at just 38 years old. Uh, That's a shame. I don't care that he played for the Cowboys. I hate to see uh, a young man's life be gone. Yeah, and we had a Cardinal uh, die in a car crash the other day, just 25 or 27. Yeah, Arizona Arizona Cardinal. That's right. All right, Chad, let's take a break and talk about the Irish Rover Station House, one of our favorite things. Where are things going at the Rover? Always something happening at the Irish Rover Station House, Bill. You know that. And at the Rover this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, their dinner specials include horseradish crusted strip steak and chipotle lime chicken. That sounds pretty yummy. They have chef-created killer burgers every Thursday. They change it up every Thursday with a different variety of killer burgers. And mark your calendars for Sunday, June 19th, because that is the day for the annual Irish Rover legendary Father's Day car show. It is back 
and they expect a big crowd this year after what happened the last couple of years, of course. I was there for the car show in 2018, I believe, and it was very, very cool. They had a lot of great cars and specials to go along with it. It all happens at the Irish Rover on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorn. Find out all you need to know on their website, irishroverstationhouse.com. Absolutely. Hey, Chet, the Eagles held their first of six OTAs yesterday. Uh, They're certainly going about things a little differently under second-year coach Nick Sirianni this year. I I don't know what the difference is. You tell me because you're up on this. I was away, and I didn't really read too much about the OTAs. I just know that they they started. What's Nick doing? Well, they're they're allowed 10. They're only going to do six practices. Uh, No 11 on 11s. They will do some seven-on-seven for timing for quarterbacks, receivers, uh, DBs, those sort of things. They're not going full pads, uh, I don't think at all. And basically what they're trying to do is get what they have been learning in the classroom and through virtual learning and so forth, get it on the field and do basically run-throughs and – Sirianni came up with this after meeting with his his players, his leadership group, and uh, they're cutting back on all the contact and, and all that here in June. No reason to be banging into people in June. Um, and once this is done, and it's not even an everyday thing, it was yesterday and I believe it's again tomorrow, maybe it's every other day, something like that. Um, but, you know, they won't be back again until camp opens. So this is it. A lot of learning and uh, – We'll see how see how it works out. The only you know the only thing that really worries me about some other teams are doing this too. Um, tackling in the NFL isn't very good to start with, and if you're going to tackle less, I don't know if you're going to tackle better. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I'm wondering uh, is Jalen Rager there? I mean, is he showing up? Do we know? I do not know. <laughs> I do not know. I think it's mandatory, so I'd assume yeah. he is or he's not getting paid. So. Uh, yeah, he's still from, on the club, so I guess. From he what is. I understand, it would cost them more to cut him than to keep him. So <laughs> I guess you know they have to keep him on the payroll. Hope he shows up and maybe surprises them by uh, you know being committed to getting better now that he's in his third year or fourth year, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, third year. Uh, well, I, you know that that wide receiver bunch is going to be fun to watch. We'll see how it works out. But we also know, Chip, we've been watching this stuff for a long time. Is you got to have depth, got to have guys. Something's going to happen to people. It always does. And guy gets nicked up. Somebody got to be able to step up, expand up. Got to have them. As I said, Bill, 102 days till the Eagles open their season, September 11th. So uh, something to look forward to, assuming the Philly season keeps going in the way it's going. <laughs> That's right. Anything well, else on the Eagles? Nothing else on the Eagles that I know of at this point. Hopefully we'll have a little more report. Like I say, only one practice in yesterday. Uh, not really much was said about that yet. Uh, but probably by next week they will have played through their six practices and we'll know a whole lot more. In that case. Whoa, look out. <laughs> I think we need to from? squeeze in a little random chat, Bill. Why not? Bill, I don't know if you got there, but as I said, I would. I went to the movies to see the first big blockbuster of the summer. There aren't a lot of movie franchises where the sequel is better than the first one. Maybe Aliens and Terminator 2 for me. Oh, and Bride of Frankenstein, because that was a sequel to Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein was terrific. Well, Top Gun Maverick is also pretty damn good. In fact, I'm going to use the word fantastic for that one. So here's the deal. It took, what, 35 years to get this sequel made and 
you know, then it was delayed another couple of years because of the pandemic. But in the new one, the sequel has Tom Cruise's character, Pete Maverick Mitchell, as still something of a rebel, doesn't always follow orders. And in the sequel, he's enlisted to train some brand new fighter pilots and pick the very best ones for a crucial mission. One of those pilots happens to be the son of Maverick's old pal, Goose, who died tragically in the 1986 movie. As you might expect, Maverick and that newcomer, Rooster, played by a guy who's at Citizens Bank Park this evening, Downingtown native Miles Teller. They don't hit it off right away. Now, if you saw the first movie, you'll understand why. But anyway, there is plenty of time for that to change. And the action in Top Gun Maverick is fantastic. And because I saw it in IMAX, well, the cinematography and the sound are really, really terrific. So don't wait for this one to come to cable or DVD. See it in the theater, preferably in IMAX if you can. It is by far the best of the 10 or 11 movies that I've seen this year. Lots of fun and a solid A from me, everybody. Go see Top Gun Maverick. And that includes you. Bill Furman. Well, don't tell anybody, but I think I'm going to see it tomorrow night. Whoa! I don't do theaters very much. I know. I know. I believe uh, I am going to see it tomorrow night. So well, we'll I have out. the uh, I have the uh, AMC Stubbs list thing, so I can see you know three movies every single week for one low monthly charge. Uh, so I that includes IMAX. So I was able to see it in IMAX. So spring for the extra couple of bucks, Bill. See it in IMAX because you'll hear the sound all around you. The screen is bigger. I highly recommend it. Well, I hope we. I, I, think we can see it around here in IMAX. I don't know. Let's find okay. out. We would check it out. I'll see if they get an A for me to next week. How's that sound? There you go. I can't wait for your review. All right. Now, Chad, the Flyers, uh, they must sure be doing their due diligence. Uh, they can't come to terms with it, or else they can't come to terms with a head coach. Uh, how important is it to get the new man on board uh, with the playoffs still being played? They're starting the conference finals or the Eastern conference finals tonight. I'm not sure if it's that important that it happens immediately, but it is crucial that they land the right guy. I am surprised, as I said, that they haven't yet landed one of the guys that they have interviewed. Uh, I don't know what the holdup is. I mean, you would think if they wanted uh, Trotz or Tortella that they would get the deal done. So maybe they're hesitant. Maybe the, the, the candidates are just not quite ready to commit. I don't know. And by the way, Rangers lightning in the East Finals. I can't root for either of those teams, Bill. Well, um, I would not root for the Rangers if they were playing themselves. So I am going to root for the Lightning. I live down here. I'm not yeah. a big Lightning fan, but they are really good. There's two really good goaltenders in the East. There is no goaltending in the West. So that should be interesting when it comes to the cup time. Uh, defense usually wins championships, so we'll see. But uh, I am going to root for the Lightning in the East, and uh, I think they are going to win that. Do do they get good crowds for playoff games in Tampa Bay? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hockey, hockey. Now, I mean, they've won two cups in a row. Because I know so, for baseball that they always had trouble. You know, right? No, I mean, when with the Tom Brady situation with the Bucks, they sell that out now. Yeah. Uh, they sell out Lightning because they are winning Stanley Cups. But as I told you, I was at the Rays game the other day. They had about 8,000 people in an empty <laughs> dome. So that's that's the way it goes, I guess. Well, and, and hopefully the Flyers uh, deal, maybe it is that they're trying to get one of these big guys and they just haven't got the contract worked out yet. But it's getting to be time, I'm thinking. 
I'm thinking so too. I would like to see it done before the Stanley Cup playoffs end. Absolutely. All right, let's give a shout out to all the shows over at the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week. Again, as always, wall-to-wall coverage. The network is loaded. You can catch all the action on www.eopsports as well as the Edge of Philly Sports on YouTube. You can find our show on Philly Press Box Radio YouTube channel as well. Appreciate you hitting the subscribe, like, and follow those follow buttons and share with your family and friends. Mondays, Broad Street Bully Podcast. Tuesday, Maddie B talking Philly sports. And final, Philly's fighting Philly's final every night after the game. Maddie B doing a great job with that. Really interesting stuff and uh, real in depth as well. Us on Wednesday nights early. Big Al and Joey do the Edge of Philly Sports Big Show Wednesdays at 9.30. Check that out. Saturday morning, 9 a.m., Breakfast with the Boys, the Patterson Avenue Fanatics. Check that out as well. And Sunday, all lacrosse all the time. Lacrosse, Philly and beyond at 9 p.m. Check them out. Good stuff across the EOP network, Chet. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, you mentioned subscribing. It was at the end of this past year, we had right around 100 subscribers. And I said, that's not nearly enough. We should have 200, certainly, by the end of this coming year, which is 2022. And we're kind of right on pace for that. We have 142, but that's still way, way, way lower than it should be. We're talking about YouTube subscribers. People watch us elsewhere, too. You know, Facebook and uh, Twitter and uh, some just listen to the podcast later on, which is fine. But if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, we would appreciate it. As I said, uh, the goal is to get to 200 by the end of this year. We're kind of right on pace for that. So help us out. Subscribe. Go to Philly Press Box Radio on YouTube and please subscribe. Yeah, and and to, uh, to that, you know, you can watch the whole show there. And we also do cutouts. So you yeah. might just, if you just wanted to watch the John Brazier interview tonight or the Ray Dittinger uh, interview the other night, you could just watch the interviews and you don't have to watch the whole show if you don't want or you don't have time to do it. You can we do, do I, we do cutouts of uh, different things throughout the show. So check it out. Like us. Follow us. Philly Press Box Radio on YouTube. Yes, sir. All right, Jed. Great guest tonight in John Brazier. Who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? Well, Bill, I'm hoping that we have two guests next week, but I know for sure whom one of them will be. It's a guy we haven't talked to since right before the pandemic-shortened 2020 season began in midsummer of that year. And it is just another one of these great, great guys who's been around for a long, long time on the Philly sports scene. The gentleman who is now in his 50th year as Philly's PA announcer, it is the great Dan Baker. You'll remember we talked to Dan right before that shortened season began, and he ended up having to miss, I think, the whole season because of his uh, cancer. He basically has cheek cancer, face cancer, and he's had something like 17 surgeries or whatever for that or various procedures. So he's there. He's working every game this year, and he will be on our show next week. Always great to talk to Dan Baker. Yeah, he's good. He's good. It's good to have him back uh back in the box this year too. For he sure. and Lou Nolan, 50th year together. So, uh, man, they're going to be tough to replace whenever that happens. Absolutely. All right, let's take another quick break. Thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. 
They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. They have small line razzes that give greater odds of winning. Check out their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Room. That's right, PPCC 118 Room on Facebook. Yeah. All right. Hey, Chet, speaking of uh, memorabilia, because you know that's kind of my thing, one of my things, uh, the national, what they call the national memorabilia show this year is in Atlantic City. And uh, it is July 26th, starts on a Tuesday, goes through July 31st. Um, come check it out. Going to be a ton of Philadelphia sports players there, but tons of Hall of Famers. There's probably going to be, I'll say, 100 to 150 uh, athletes there signing. Um, hundreds and hundreds of dealers uh, with memorabilia, things you'll never see anywhere else, really cool stuff. Come by Atlantic City and check it out. And all autographs uh, for you and me will be free, right? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Unless we're signing for each other. Probably yeah, no. that's about it. <laughs> it's not. Oh, well. Oh, good Would have been nice. All right. Uh, do you want to get to your parting shot, sir? Yeah, why not? Let's do that. Uh, Bill, we talked earlier about the fact that Ray Didinger is now officially retired. He did his final two WIP shows over the weekend. We had known for nearly a month that that was happening. But then, you know, Tuesday afternoon, we got the surprising news that Mike Missinelli would be leaving 97.5 The Fanatic. Kind of came out of nowhere, as you said. Uh, the station essentially told him they were not renewing his contract when it expired here in June. And they apparently have a successor already picked out, although they haven't announced anything to that effect. Now, Crossing Broad late last night, citing sources, said the new show will be co-hosted by Tyrone Johnson and Hunter Brody with some Ricky Patalico uh, involvement as well. That's still kind of sketchy, but that's what Crossing Broad reported. Anyway. Listen, I know that some people loved Mikey Miss. Some people hated him. Well, with the exception of the aforementioned Ray Didinger, you could say that about every single sports talk show host in Philly, really. Everyone. As you know, I was a big fan mainly because I seemed to almost always agree with his takes on the Philly sports scene. But, I mean, he is a very, very bright guy. He's a Penn State alum also. And I also like the fact that he and his radio partners, Tyrone and Jen, would mix in some talk about mu uh, music, movies, and TV. Who does that sound like? Uh, I don't know what is next for Mike Missinelli, but I do wish him the very best. So take care, Mikey Miss, and best of luck to you. Yeah, interesting uh, timing there, I guess. And uh, he had enough sick days of vacation. He just said, you know what? If you're not redoing my contract, I'm out. See you. I'll say goodbye. Yeah. And I'm gone. So uh, was it yesterday? Today. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. So, yeah, going yeah, to be interesting. Uh, the Philadelphia radio wars are heating up again. Because uh, I guess if your other boy, Cataldi, checks out at the end of the year, like they're saying, yeah. uh, it'll be it'll be all up in the air. So we'll and see. some people wondered if maybe Missinelli would move back to WIP in the morning. Who the heck knows? Yeah. Uh, stay tuned, as they say in the biz. Hey, this is not a continuation of the parting shot it's not really a random chat but back in the 70s and even into the 80s bill uh when i first really got into the whole classic rock scene i was also a subscriber to cream magazine 
<laughs> and Cream and Circus, as a matter of fact. They were both very popular back then. And uh, Cream was around from 1969 uh. until 1989. <laughs> and we got the word today that Cream magazine is coming back. In fact, they launched the website already today, cream.com. <laughs> that's C-R-E-E-M.com. And there will be a, I think, quarterly uh, physical publication as well. So I was a huge fan, uh, loved reading this magazine. And uh, you can have digital archives also of every single past issue, 224 issues from that 20 year period. As I said, I was a big fan. It taught me a lot about the music world. And uh, I was just ecstatic to see that news today. So cream.com, check it out. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what, Jet, it's uh, 7.55 and I'm glad we've made it this far. We got Cream Magazine in here. We're not getting Johnny Depp in there. Uh, I was worried ah. about that. But, I, <laughs> but hey, I see there's a surprise that you haven't told me about. Uh -oh. uh, Bill Furman bobbleheads. <laughs> Who knew? Where do we get them? Who knew? Is this something you and Joe have been working on that no one's told Wait, me about? You got... You got the big head already, Bill, so <laughs> all you got to do is give up the bobble now. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it, but uh, I, I appreciate it. Joe's let the cat out of the bag. I'm looking forward to it, Jet. Thanks for taking care of that for me. You know, about a year ago through Groupon, I, I actually ordered myself a bobblehead, or I put in order, and I never followed through on it. I was going to get my own bobblehead made, and I never completed the, the process, so... <laughs> Someday I shall do that. So, so did we mention anything else? Somebody, let's see. Joel Embiid on the mend. He had surgery on the thumb and his pinky finger, too. Get well, Joel, and try to stay healthy for an entire season. It would be nice. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Or we might start calling you Roman Quinn. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> the official, unofficial start of summer is here, and I was in the pool already a couple of times. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't mind these 90-degree days up here in the Northeast. 90 degree water in my pool, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It was only like 81 at our place on Monday when I got back from New Orleans, but I was in the pool on Monday and hopefully again uh, this weekend. Sounds good. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's thank tonight's special guest, John Brazer, our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Raz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, June 8th at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. With that, all we got to root for, Chet, is the Phillies. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans. I hope the With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.